Hello and welcome to Discord, a podcast to explore the intersection between music and theatre. I'm Adam Lenson, and week by week, I'll be trying to figure out the conundrum that is musical theatre. Welcome to episode 11. Discord. I don't listen to musicals, don't like them, really. And um, I would like to make one, but it might be about how much I hate Musicals. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about a show I saw and really enjoyed at this summer's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. It's called Greater Belfast, and the voice you just heard was the show's creator, Matt Regan. The piece is playing at the Travis Theatre for the whole festival, and just to give you an idea of the show, here are a few short extracts. I mean, the people there, they know what it is like, because it's the very foundation of the place. It has this name. Sleech. Sleech. I can't even stand the sound coming out of me. The staccato spit, the upward inflections, digging into the K's and the T's, it's sweetness. But I think there's a wee bit of uh, tension in the room because of the, um, because of the past, because of the tragedies, visions, the greatness. I'm on a mission here for something to make this mouth of the river opens and sings like Brother Brendan on a Sunday. Condemn those conditions and your station at the mercy of those old machines. I, the old machines from the mucky past, still around today. They're still casting shadows that stretch halfway across the city. See what boys in Bala clavers do. My mind is always on you. Your hair is lively and your eyes are blue. Greater Belfast is a piece about the character, history, and identity of Belfast, as well as the relationship between a location and an individual. Greater Belfast is a, a show that I've made and it features myself and a string quartet. And together we, we blend music and songs and stories to, to create a, hopefully a very immersive storytelling. The piece transitions smoothly from prose to freeform spoken word poetry to more structured verse and into song. I'm a composer primarily, well a songwriter. So it's all kind of in, it's all, it's almost like a sheep's and wolf's clothing in that it's, it's meant to be a pop gig and, and kind of pop songs, but they're completely messed about with and completely deconstructed. And a string quartet is presenting all of these songs. The songs kind of trip into almost scoring, like they're scoring my stories. I'm telling you the story, but the, the strings are just helping me get, make an atmosphere and they're helping me connect we ideas together. So the music is used as a wee utility, but it's also, it's also just songs and it's also just a gig. It has scenes, locations, tone, history and character. It has some complete songs and some extended musical scenes. The music sometimes is interwoven and interpolated between sections of the story or sometimes runs straight through. Additionally, sometimes music is simply played as we listen, imagining locations or fragments of story that have been set up. As I watched the piece, I was struck that this experience felt very much like watching a musical. 
In fact, maybe it was a musical. Was it a musical? But speaking to the creator after the show in the Travis Theatre bar, he told me it wasn't. Or at least, it hadn't been created with that intention. I think I describe it as it's an album that performs like a theatre show or a theatre show that runs like an album, basically. It has the album structure, really. It has kind of tracks, and we don't mess around with the tracks. They're, they're set because it's a theatre thing. But I wrote it very much in mind of trying to expand the gig thing. And whenever I would kind of get a bit lost in the theatre side of it, I would just think this is a gig. We're doing a gig theatre is what I'm lumped in with. And I suppose that that's basically what it is. It's straight down the middle, a theatre piece, storytelling piece, but it's also a gig because it's an album, really. So the two components of the piece are a gig of an album and also a theatre storytelling piece. But the two don't sit side by side. They integrate with one another. The story runs through the songs and the songs run through the theatre. So they're crunched together, woven around one another. And I think one of the key unspoken definitions of musical theatre is that it's about the coming together of music and theatre so they can do something to one another, so that the information contained in the music and the theatre can combine and that the two can enhance one another. So one plus one can equals three. And I think that was very much the case in this show. One of the ways the piece felt like a musical was the seamless transition between spoken text and song, the way one motivated and evolved into the other. This scene into song moment is a major component of musical theatre and it was achieved very skillfully by Matt Regan. That little departure point is hard and when I remember when we were developing it, some people were very sensitive to that. Like I'd be telling you a story in complete naturalism and then I'd be singing in a minute, the next minute. And I think some people were fine with it, some people weren't, but I wanted everybody to be fine with it and me to be fine with it. Moving from scene into song is an incredibly difficult thing to make natural for an audience. And that's because it's a move between such different modes and intensities. And without a lot of hard work, it can feel false, contrived and jerky. And I think that this is a large reason why people dislike musicals. Because of the moment of oddness when we switch modes from text into song. And I really like that Matt took the time to craft his piece to avoid that jerkiness. And as such, it feels like a musical, but it feels like a really good example of a musical. One that doesn't feel weird to watch. So there, there, there are wee methods and wee things that we've developed to make that transition as, as seamless as possible. And part of it is just my delivery. I would sing, I, I, start, I, I would usually start singing in a kind of spoken kind of style I would, it would be sung but it would be in a very kind of cheap uh, chatty kind of style of singing and I think there's moments in the show where I reference my voice and I talk about it directly how I feel about my voice and my accent and I think that helps disarm a lot of listeners and that gives me freedom to just sing because you already know how I feel about my voice and I'm not like it's not like spotlight time, it's my turn to sing and I'm not a singer, I just want to join the music and I want to sing. So, so yeah, it, it, that was one of the hurdles that we had to get over, getting on to how do, how do we make them accept singing. Yeah, it was a wee hurdle and I think we navigated it, I think we have. My observation of Matt's method was to always ensure the text motivated the music. Sometimes this was done with gradation. He transitioned smoothly from prose through free verse into more structured verse and then into song. 
On other occasions, the intensity of his story was met with sharp stabs of music that heralded the punchy beginning of a song. Sometimes he just announced that a song was going to happen. But the content and form matched and the integration was staggeringly well done. Matt's methods are just as sophisticated as those found in the very best musicals. He just came up with them by himself from first principles. Despite Greater Belfast's similarity to musical theatre, it became apparent that Matt Regan was not a fan of the traditional musical. Well, I don't like musicals. I don't listen to them. I mean, the only one I would ever listen to would be West Side Story because the music's obviously phenomenal in that. The music in West Side Story is definitely phenomenal, but it is very much a musical. And I would say that there are quite a few other musicals that have equally phenomenal music. But it's interesting to me that a lot of people who say they dislike musicals normally like a few musicals. And what normally grabs them about the shows they say they like is the quality of the music and the story. The content. If the content is good enough, it justifies the form. But also, West Side Story tells a mature, gritty and unshowy story. And musicals can do that too. And Greater Belfast is mature and unshowy and gritty. And it teaches us what musicals can be. Because musicals can be like Greater Belfast, even if Greater Belfast doesn't necessarily think it's a musical. But I don't really like them. I don't like... I mean, I'm a complete... I feel like I'm an outsider in the, in the theatre world. I think if it leads to work as good as this, then theatre definitely needs more outsiders. But outsiders who take the time to consider their audience, the craft, and the mechanics of how their piece is constructed and functions. I'm not really trained as an actor I'm trained as a musician and I just want to be very genuine I just want to talk to people but the best way to do that is to perform it a wee bit so I feel like the kind of musical tradition I'm pretty far away from it and I don't really want to ever act and kind of put on a musical voice and perform like that that's just not my style and Matt's style is wonderful soft warm kind patient and most importantly, truthful. And I think musical theatre could learn a lot from his pared down, honest way of doing things. He doesn't ask for your adoration. He asks only for your patience and attention. He looks not to alienate the audience, but to take them on a journey with him as his companions. I then went on to ask Matt what came first in the making of this piece of theatre. It started with me writing songs. And then I thought, There's so I'm happy with that song that song is complete but there's so much more to that story that I haven't conveyed I felt like I was only colouring in half of the picture when I performed it so I had a quick thought process of just saying why don't I just talk to these people and tell them about it but I want to I should write that down because I hate bad stage pattern so I should just write that down and then I thought imagine if the music kind of connected to that wee bit of speech I don't think I know a lot of things like that and I'm sure it's out there but it's not really in my reference point and I would say that music connected to speech in theatre is out there. It's musical theatre. But I think that Matt coming to this work without expectations or previous baggage of what musical theatre is has heightened and clarified his work in many ways. He has instinctively hit upon many of the elements of craft and balance that make musicals work, but he's allowed his own style and tone to lead the piece. I think one of the problems with the evolution of musical theatre is that we have certain expectations of the content, tone and style of a musical and we need to break away from that. And that's exactly what Greater Belfast does. It uses integrated music and theatre to tell a story with content, tone and style 
that we rarely see in this form. And that was an exciting thing to think. I'm going to talk about the song, the music will join me, and then we'll embark on that wee piece together and, and to create an, as immersive as possible a storytelling experience to make it really vivid. There's little that's as immersive as music, and music can take us to places that text simply can't do on its own. Uh, you just hear the music and you know where we are. You can hear, like, there's a piece in the, in the show called City Center, and I really wanted that American kind of shimmering, beautiful met- metropolis sound to it. And I just wanted that with music, not with words. I just wanted the music to depict that. Music can be an extraordinary storytelling tool, and I think it gets better the more integrated it is in a piece of theatre. Rather than simply accompanying or standing next to a piece of theatre, it's best when it's part of the work. Without a doubt, music deepens the experience for me and, um, and paints so much of a picture through this. I've told you that you took care I call you up to see how So what can I conclude? I think that by interweaving scenes and songs, by combining prose, poetry, music and narrative fragments, that Matt Regan has made a musical. But he didn't think he was making a musical. And he doesn't call it a musical. And I think that that can be both a good thing and a bad thing. It's good because it has meant that Matt's work is unaffected by the presumed standard of tone and style into which people can fall when they're making a musical. It has allowed him to be an artist, to adopt a warm, honest tone, and to tell a story in an unconventional way. It has brought an outsider's voice into a theatre for us to enjoy, and so broadens the palette of what audiences get to experience. Also, it seems to me that Matt didn't need to know about the history of musical theatre to make a good piece in this instance, because he has thought rigorously about the content, the style, and the audience, and as such, has derived a lot of the principles of good musical theatre by himself by using his instincts and good common sense. But I also think it's a shame that the term musical comes with so much baggage, that people are ashamed or unwilling to add the label to the piece they've made, because we think that the term defines the show rather than the show defining the term. But content dictates form, and this piece I believe is a musical. And if we thought of pieces like this as musicals, then the whole medium would get better and more interesting. We'd have more reference points outside our conventional idea of what musicals are. And musicals might begin to engage with new, larger and more varied audiences. Audiences, perhaps, who currently think they hate musicals. I hope the musicals might end up being more like Greater Belfast one day. Although, Greater Belfast might already be a musical. Discord is hosted and produced by me, Adam Lenson. Our co-producer is Emma Clauber. Greater Belfast is performed by Matt Regan, alongside the Cairn String Quartet, who are Anne-Marie McMahon, Susan Appleby, Katie Rush, and Kirsty Mann. The piece is still playing at the Travis Theatre, where it has garnered brave reviews. Discord's editorial support team is Daisy Chute, Michael Conley, 
Jonathan Lenson, Sarah Middleton, and Oliver Sones. Our theme music is by Luke Bateman. <laughs>